Welcome to the Down to Business Podcast with Alex Kirby, where entrepreneurs and small businesses come to stretch themselves and grow their company. From interviews to in-depth discussions, you'll learn how to market effectively, increase profits, and become the leader your company needs you to be. Now, let's get down to business. Gabby. Yes. Welcome. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. People don't know who you are. Okay. I don't think. You okay. are. Tell people who you are so that you're not some stranger. Okay. Um, so I'm Gabby, um, born and raised in New York, uh, moved to Arizona when I was a young adult. And um, the New York thing makes sense now. I don't think okay. I connected Okay. the New York thing, but yeah. it makes sense. Are you a Bills fan or a Jets fan or a Giants fan? I am nothing. Uh, I am not a sports fan. I know you're not, but... But this, I moved to South Carolina, and I had to become a fan of something. This morning, the Bills signed their best player, so they're on my heart today. That's very exciting. I know you don't care. Um, yeah, nope. Anyways. No. no. So, um, lived in Arizona mm-hmm. for 15 years. Um, I was not born and raised in a church, and so I found God in Arizona um, and went into full-time ministry. Um also met my husband in Arizona, Corey. Stud. He is he is a stud. Uh, we're going to be married 22 years this summer. We're tell, excited. Tell the thing, 22. Okay, so 22 years on July 22nd in the year 2022. That's nuts. I know. So we got to do something really cool. Like, like something really cool. Yes, I know. I don't know, I know. what it would be, but it's got to be like I agree. ground shaking. I agree. I'll tell Corey um, to plan something. Okay, well, thank you. Um, so, yeah, we have two awesome kids. Isaac is 21, and Bella is going to be 18 this summer. Mm-hmm. And um, after seven years of ministry uh, at a church plant in Arizona, um, God called us to South Carolina. So that was a big culture shock. Did we you move ready. here for church for church mm-hmm. reasons? Yep. I didn't know that. Yep. So I came in as the youth and worship pastor um, at a church in West Columbia. And then uh, moved over to a more of a full-time discipleship pastor role. And my goal was to train people how to disciple people in the workplace. Mm -hmm. They spend eight hours a day, 40 hours a week with these people. And so how what does that look like and how to find balance and all of that. Um, That position also turned into more of an executive role Mm -hmm. of operations in the church. And so in 2019, God called me from that position of full-time ministry into the workplace myself. I was finding like, I wouldn't be able to really teach and empower Mm -hmm. people to disciple people in their workplace if I wasn't actually doing it myself. Mm -hmm. I was leading from an opinion. I was leading from any leadership development that I was receiving but I needed to fully understand how difficult that was. Tangible experience. Exactly. I don't so. think I realized that in knowing you that you were full-time ministry until 2019. Like yep. you hadn't done that. Cause yeah, so it's new. We'll get to that because you're so impressive with this stuff. But that's interesting. So I don't. I did not realize that. So me and, my, me and somebody, well, maybe one of the boys from Pure Marketing yesterday, but I don't think it was, we talked about being a professional minister or a ministering mm-hmm. professional. And the difference, we I think it was me and Ryan, but we were talking about how everybody is a full, full-time, full-time sure. minister, yep. whether you're being paid or you're not, if you have the right mindset. Yeah. So how has your mindset changed on that now working a full-time 
non-traditional ministry job? So I found God from in the workplace. I was saved at an RV dealership. And so (laughs) my boss, it really is just great how he invested. Yeah, the RV saved me. That's right. So he owned a company, RV dealership, Mm -hmm. and um, godly man and just wanted to build the kingdom and gave his business to God and just said, if it's one person, then it's It's worth it. it." And so he just had conversations about his faith, about his family. I got to watch what a healthy marriage looks like, um, what a healthy role as a parent looks like, um, and just what their involvement in community looked like. And it, it was something that I desired. So if I'm saved and I was, I'm able to empower other people mm-hmm. and lead other people to faith, I can do the same thing in the workplace. It's a calling. That's pretty awesome. So, the, so for people who understand, Gabby, work you work for Trifecta Landscaping as our business administrator, and the reason why I wanted you on the show for this conversation is I think a few episodes ago we talked about um, hiring your first admin or non yeah. I called it non revenue generating, meaning someone in the field necessarily uh, position. And I think in the home home service business um, world, yeah. it's like a terrifying hire. I, yeah. I'm I've talked to. Hundreds of people now in this space, whether it be pest control, HVAC, plumbing, and people are so used to the person hiring someone who's going to be doing something with their hands, and they can physically see what they're doing. Sure. You know, for example, I like don't have the logins to an email that you have to now, and it was like <laughs> one of the most terrifying experiences it was after the best having day it of my life for five years. <laughs> well, for five years, I'm checking kidding. that email every day, yeah. and then like yeah. to not have access it. to it. No. I should have done it, but I think that sentiment is like prevalent across a lot of guys. And so that's why I wanted to talk to you about, because you can't have a real business. You know, we talk about this a lot. There's a difference between being Mm self-employed and owning a business. Do you work for a guy or do you work for a company? You know? Um, And so you have done such a great job already with helping Trifecta fix all the problems I created and didn't know I was creating. And so that's why I wanted to, to talk so people understand what we're, we're talking about today is what does that look like? What does hiring that person look like? How can that free up your business to actually grow instead of you feeling like it's a restricting thing where you're handing keys over, but it's actually handing keys over to help the kingdom grow bigger or the business to grow bigger. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, I want you to talk real quick before we get kind of in the, the weeds of that conversation. You went through something 10 years ago that was pretty impactful. Yeah. And it not only did what you're going to say change you, but then what came out of that changed your family forever. Sure. Can you kind of share? Because I think it's a unique experience. Yeah. So it's been 12 years now. 12. So 2010, I was diagnosed with breast cancer at 31 years old. Um, no family history. And it wasn't um, estrogen produced. So mm-hmm. there's really no reason they couldn't find or understand where it came from. Mm-hmm. So I went through intensive surgery, uh, two years of chemotherapy, and it was difficult. And um, our kids were young, um, yeah. so 11 and maybe 8, if I could do the math real quick. Mm-hmm. But um, it was hard. But um, Corey and I grew closer. You know you know, your spouse loves you. you know, yeah. There's no doubt in that. But when you have to break yourself physically— in the way that I had to experience, there's sacrificial love that's being shown. Sure. And uh, the way that Corey responded and continues to respond um, is just incredible. So we really, it was 
we had a rough first 10 years of yeah. marriage, and then the last 12 has been incredible. Which is crazy because I feel like the story for so many is the opposite. Yeah. yeah. You get to the crux, the hardest point, and people give up, throw yeah. in the towel, and people look back like, oh, well, it just didn't work because we— came across this obstacle. Yeah. But you allowed the obstacle to make it a million times better. Yeah. So, and one thing, another reason why I wanted to talk to you about this is I know people either watching this this video reel or listening to this, which is, you know, like, I don't know if you know this, Australia, Canada, pretty, pretty wide range. But I've talked to probably five or six that I can recall people that say, well, my marriage, I ended my marriage as a business. I was a business owner ended my marriage because it was just better if, um, I gave her, you know, some money. We just didn't work well together. I was a business owner. She didn't understand the grind like Mm -hmm. that conversation. So basically adversity. Yeah. So like, what do you say as a person who's been in ministry watching those couples yourself, but also just going back to your challenge, how it, Really, it made you better. Yeah. How do you? What do you say from your perspective of how do? What do people do in that moment when you when you face that that crux moment? What's the first thing to do uh, so you don't go down the divorce yeah. route if if humanly possible? So I had a mentor through that whole process, and mentor. I mean, mentor. I speak this all the time. Everybody needs a mentor. Yeah. Everybody needs a safe place where they can completely unpack and be real and process through some really difficult things. And so I had a mentor who was also a health professional. Mm. And she just really taught us that we had to communicate. A lot of things were going to change physically for me. Right. And I had to be able to sit down with Corey and talk through that and understand that he was going to love me through that. Yes. Um, And so just talking about it, and I remember our breaking point, because we weren't in line, we weren't. Our rhythm was completely off. Yeah. And as we were trying to ingest all of this new information, whether it's a physical issue, a cancer diagnosis, or a business, right. you know, hard times, um, you guys are going to get to a breaking point. They all lead to a break. I was going to say they totally. all lead to a breaking point. Totally. Yeah. And our breaking point um, was we weren't in rhythm. We weren't communicating well, even though we were encouraged to, we were trying, Um, we were young, we were overwhelmed. Um, But one night it was just, I couldn't take the weight of it anymore. And Corey was just overwhelmed as well. And I just remember both of us hit our knees and just Mm. started praying and just, we laid everything down. And we knew that we wanted to make it work. Like this wasn't going to break us. We had 10 years of marriage, 10 years of something that we've established. Mm -hmm. We have two kids. We got married for a reason. We loved each other. That was obvious. But all of that that would come in, all that chaos, Mm -hmm. we knew that just couldn't break us. And it was going to be difficult, and it was very difficult. But surrounding yourself with a community of people that can come and walk with you through that, I think is really crucial. Yeah, you're talking about that taking to the next. Because that's what happens, right, is a lot of people, I think, this is an opinion statement, they're neither happy nor sad. Mm-hmm. They get to this place of like, I'm not, I have no idea what's going on in my marriage, you know, and they don't, and eh, maybe there's uh, greener grass on the other side. Sure. It's not even that they're necessarily upset with what they have now. It's going to that next level. And yeah. you said something, communication. Yeah. Something I've realized hiring you, honestly, and then other things is there's a difference between conversation and communication. Yeah. We can ta- talk a lot about things, but if we're not communicating, 
what you think, what I feel, vice versa. Right. And then there's a path to doing something about it. Um, like you said with you and Corey, you finally got on your knees and were like, we're going down this road. Yeah, we're going to do it. We're just going to keep, you're just going to keep toiling yeah. and you're going to get to a point of frustration where you say, let's just throw in the keys and, and be right. done. So I love that. Um, that's, that's pretty incredible. So what has it been like three years now you've been out of the church workforce? Let's say that way. I mean, you still work for a church, but you're a bivocational person pretty much yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but on a day-to-day, now you work for us, and you work for a big dietitian's office of 60-plus people, right? Yeah. What, what's been some of the challenges going from that environment to this environment, um, specifically, you know, as a woman? I mean, it's it, sure. to be in a position you're in where you're making decisions and not just doing things. Yeah. Not a lot of women are in positions like that, just right. being frank, right? Yep. Um, so what's that like? Well, first, um, I lost my identity. For 12 years, I was in ministry, and I was known as Pastor Gabby. Mm -hmm. Um, I was a shepherd. Um, I was leading and training and developing. Mm -hmm. And then I walked away from full-time ministry, and it was like, what is my identity Mm -hmm. in the spiritual sense, Mm -hmm. what God has called me to do? Mm -hmm. So that was really difficult. but it was also difficult to learn how to function in an everyday office with people that are not like-minded right. like you. And right. just the moral compasses are different. Sure, um, Your conversations are different. Um, the weight that you carry from other people are different. So it's just realigning yourself mm-hmm. to realigning. understand this is what we're meant to do. Right. We're meant to walk alongside people that are not like-minded like us. Right. The goal is to help them understand what life is like in Christ, right. um, but it's not easy. No, and I also had a difficult time understanding that God gives us seasons in different places just for that to be exposed. We may not be the final result. We may not see someone come to Christ, mm-hmm. but every day matters. The our attitudes matter. Um, the way we respond the way we talk about our marriages, the way we talk about our parenting, everything is being heard. Whether they're responding to it or not, uh, we're planting that seed. Hey everybody, we wanted to take a second to thank today's show sponsor, Jobber. If you guys haven't used Jobber, it is a leading CRM for your home service-based business. If you're looking to help with scheduling, invoicing, routing, Jobber is the way to go. So you're organized, efficient, and in charge of everything you're doing. If you want a discount, look in our show notes today. You get 20% off your first six months. And again, thank you, Jobber, for being a show sponsor and the company we trust at Trifecta Landscaping now for five years. I think that, yeah, I want to hit on this with the business owners. You said seasons. Every, everything's a season. Yeah. You're, it's so hard for a lot of business owners, for myself and the ones I talk to included, I think. You guys let us know on Instagram messages about this one, but... To th- when you hire someone, you're like, okay, they're going to be here for 20 years, right. and I can't wait to put down roots, and they're going to be a yeah. retire with us and go through you know the glory yeah. days of whatever that means. And then someone leaves, and then someone leaves. It it's so hard. I know for me, it was it was hard. I finally, probably last year, almost a year ago, I finally was like, you know what? If people are here for X Y Z time, exactly, I'm gonna do the best I can with them for them. Yep. Um, how, what do you say to a business? Like, again, can you kind of reiterate in terms of a business sense? Um, how do, how do business owners invest in people without 
making it feel like mm-hmm. they've got to get some massive return themselves. Yeah. Have you thought about that? So I think— Or how you've ask, done that in your, your own work experience? Yeah. So asking yourself, what's the goal with them? What's the goal? Um, I, I think when we understand who they are and where they're going, what mm-hmm. they're doing, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you know right away that this is just part of the journey that they're going to get to, mm-hmm. what can you do to help them improve and develop as, a, as an individual? Guys, please listen to this. Um, this is something <laughs> we talk about all the time. This is incredible. Yeah. This is great. So I think just looking at that big picture, um, because every day matters. Yeah. There's, I had a girl that I managed at my last job, incredible individual. And I kept telling her when we had evaluations, I'm not telling you this information to necessarily hit home right now. Yeah. But in five years from now, from 20 years from now, I want you to look back and use mm. this as an experience where you can grow and become a better um, employee right. in wherever you're at. Right. Um, so just looking at that big picture, what is your goal? How can you empower them? Because every day matters. And who knows, in two years, they may become so sold out for the company that they may stay. Who so, knows? Who knows? That's a great phrase. Yeah. Who knows? And you you can't make up scenarios. Sure. I can't in my mind of, well, if they do this, then this could happen. And like your business could change or so totally. business changes so rapidly. I yeah. mean, business owners listening know that. Um, you get a call, you get a contract, you get an opportunity that you thought you made a plan for two sure. years and then all of a sudden you get a massive opportunity. Right. So just taking it day by day you and I mean, I do like the phrase that says write your plans in pencil mm-hmm. um yeah. so that they can be erased and changed, but do you yeah. at least have a plan? Sure. You know? Yeah. Um so that's really great. Well, let's get to let's get to you wrote something down. I wanted to kind of wrap the episode up with so many people listening. Like we said, we, we're talking about admin or yep. or office positions, non non field positions. Um, it's intimidating for a lot of people. Yeah. Where do you find a Gabby? Where do you find a Mary, our other admin assistant? It's very very difficult, and because it's intimidating for a lot of people who are like, oh, it's a it's a. a labor intensive sure. job. It's not traditional right. office job where you're in a cubicle or something like that, or an executive assistant for like a, a white collar person. Right. So it can be a little intimidating. Um, you wrote down three things that you t- t- say the three things or talk about what you think yeah. is like three keys to being free in your position so that when, when guys are <laughs> looking to hire this person, how they can set them up for success. Because I do know a lot of people hire that person and then like Two months in, it's like a flamed out. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, talk about that. So one thing that I loved about our interview process Mm -hmm. is because I'm a communicator and you communicate as well, we talked about all of this up front in what you would give me permission to, what freedom I had, and what the goal would be. Sure. Um, So I think three things that I would um, really look at is when you're hiring someone to come in and look at the internal operations side giving them space and time. Um, It takes time to really, especially I wasn't involved in the green industry, so Mm -hmm. I didn't have the information um, or experience. Sure. So giving them time to really look at um, the business, looking at the holes that exist. Functionality. Exactly. What's missing? What's already in place? What do we not need to recreate the wheel with? Um, And then just... Having that time, so it's not a quick fix. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're four months in, and we've made a lot of progress, 
but it's been a lot of work too. A lot of work. Um, yeah. But the first two months was really just slogging being, through. <laughs> it was rough. <laughs> um, just being exposed to a lot sure. of it. And let me interject here. So, in a good way, I think. I created this business. So, like, someone told me, my mentor told me, you're trying to fly a plane while you build it. Yeah. So, when you're doing that, you're trying to just keep the plane afloat. Yeah. And as a business owner, you, you do a lot of things that work for you. Yep. That don't necessarily work for an organization. Exactly. And it was, I knew that when I hired you, like sure. that was the conversation we had. Yeah. But it, it's like the iceberg thing where you like, you're at the tip of the iceberg and yeah. you think you see it. And then you like, you uncover the first level and you're like, oh my gosh. Right. And it's been pain. It was painful in mm -hmm. a good way. Like almost like yeah. a workout pain. Yeah. Um, But yes, like having that precedent and like plate, like here's the plate. Gabby, what foods do you think need to stay go? And like having right. that opportunity to, yeah. it's so important for people to understand. Like, I think that's the one key I would say as you continue is what works for you doesn't necessarily work for your organization. Right. And you have to figure out how people can operate within a system. You know, like for example, I go on vacation every July with our mm -hmm. family to the beach. And in my mind, because the business wasn't burned and crashed to the ground, I got back. We had a good system. Right. But just because it worked doesn't mean it's what works best. Like, just because you survived yeah. doesn't mean we right. had a real system. Right. So you can trick yourself as a business owner a lot of times until you have someone like yeah. yourself. I had to remind myself that the business with us, yeah. specifically in Trifecta, yeah. the business existed for five years. Yeah. So a lot of things were being done well. Yeah. And there was a lot in place that was... Great. The bones were good. Exactly. Yeah. So I had to keep reminding myself of that. Um, but I think with the space and the time, space you also time. gave freedom. Yeah. Is that so, the second one? Yeah. So freedom to make decisions um, within, you know, a scope sure. with, with not necessarily needing your approval on everything. Um, but just that freedom to come to you and say, here's, the, here's what I'm seeing mm -hmm. and start to really press you on the why we do the things that we do. Mm -hmm. Because we really need to understand um, what is our goal? What are we trying to communicate? And really, how are we going to get there? Goal, communicate, how we're going to get there. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> those three great things. Yeah. And I think, I just think it's really important to have wow. those conversations. Um, the last thing is the hardest thing. And um, you're doing it. Mm -hmm. It's been uncomfortable for both of us, but I think any business owner has to be ready to be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. um, you're going to air out dirty laundry. You're going to see, okay, for the last, in our situation, sure. for the last five years, this is how I've been operating, and all of the junk is going to come to surface. Sure. But it has to come to that surface. Yeah. And it's also going to be difficult to take your hands out of the pot. Yeah. Um, some people are micromanagers, some people are not. And then there's always that fine balance where we can partner together. Yeah. Let's let's walk with each other and let's see what this actually looks like. I've always said it's like uh, Chris can tell you this. I've always said I think the best thing is the analogy of bowling mm -hmm. where you have bumpers. Yeah. I I think that's right. you know, you're not like that's good. holding the ball for the kid and rolling it for him right. and like every time but Hey, let's put bumpers here, and you're like, let's run yeah. free. And if we need to take the bumpers off at some point, then yeah. great. But I've always said the bumpers analogy was ideal for 
someone who's because like for me i'm still in like a daily role at the company yeah um so if i were ever to step out of the daily role and just be like the owner and come to like meetings and sure stuff like that i'd even have to have the bumpers now would be off and now it'd be just free bowling yeah so and those bumpers are systems and processes that are in place so when you do go on vacation yeah you don't necessarily have to worry because the system isn't operating out of alex it's operating out of who we are in the culture and the and the organizational right. um, processes that we have in place for everyday, day-to-day operations. Right. This is why we suggest to people not to name their company their last name, by the way. You don't know mm. this probably, but yeah. we tell people Makes sense. for two reasons. One, if you ever sell it or move on, it's like, oh, it's still your last name. You right. But two, it creates a mental block for your employees that, oh, I work for Kirby Landscaping. Right. And it's not a company, it's I work for a person. And I, I just think, I don't know about you, yeah. I just always feel like that's a mental block for people when they feel like they work for a person specifically. Does yeah. that make sense? Instead of an organization. This is why the onboarding process is so important because you have to communicate mm. to your employees, this is who we are. Yeah. This, These are our core values. This outside is, of myself. Right, We exactly. are this outside of myself. Regardless right. if Alex Kirby is still right. the owner of Trifecta. Right. This is exactly. this is the core of who we are, and this is why we exist, and this is what we want to accomplish. Right. And through that, we need to build that quality so the employees understand. I actually work for a company that does have these core values in place, and we are, for us, changing one property at a time. Mm-hmm. And so when they do go to those properties, they are making that difference mm-hmm. even in the work that they're doing because it's that. just the company that we are. Right. So that onbo- onboarding process has to exist so we can communicate that. <laughs> To the employees. That's awesome. Well, in a, we need to do a follow up episode on because we just created this onboarding core values, yeah. all that stuff. We'll need to do an episode, producer Chris, in a few <laughs> weeks probably, to because I've had we've had a lot of people. We took that picture on Instagram about our um, oh yeah new uh, onboarding packet or mm-hmm. what, oh, what do we call that? Um, yeah, you're right. Onboarding packet. Yeah, and people were like, "Whoa, can I get that? What is that? What like just I had a friend the other day. He for a um, small flat fee. <laughs> for three small for, payments of twenty nine, you can have a copy of it. Um, I had a friend the other day who I've helped uh, grow his business from. I think he had one employee part time two years ago. I think he has six full time today. Okay, and he was like, "Man, I I, I got to get that. Like, I don't know it's what am I doing." Exist. Employee handbook, and so yeah. we need to talk about onboarding and employee handbook and like core values here in a few weeks. But when the question comes up, <laughs> when when a problem comes up, our first question is always, "Well, what is?" What is the process or what does the policy say? Right. That way we don't have to carry the weight of being reactive in situations because we can always fall back on an established process or policy that's in place. It's just I love it, Gabby. It's better. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, we're gonna have you on a few weeks to talk about that again. Again, guys, this is Gabby Bagby, business administrator for my main company, Trifecta Landscaping, talking about how do you, you know, run a business that's not run on the owner and, and yep. people can operate in effectively? And I know a lot of you guys are, it's April, a lot of home service based people, it's April, they're hiring that first yep. person right now, whether up north, it's like crucial time. Sure. Yeah. Um, so hopefully this has been helpful for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, you guys can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Down to Business Podcast. Make sure you leave us a review um, if you have some time on Apple Podcasts. So again, Gabby, thank you so much yeah, for joining you're us welcome. today. Thanks. Bye, guys.